Welcome to What the Hoot, episode four. I think it might be five, but I'm pretty sure it's four. This is your host, Katie Boyle, and I'm joined by my classmates. I'm Sydney Anderson. I'm Nathaniel Chan. And I'm Jake Davis. All right, good job on the order. We have a very timely discussion tonight as we are amidst the MLB World Series between the Dodgers and the Rays. If you had asked anyone last March if we would be watching this World Series right now, they probably would have laughed in your face and said, of course not. There's a global pandemic going on. However, the MLB just pulled off a shortened 60-game fast-paced season that led us to these games today. Although I'm personally not the most avid fan of baseball, it's kind of slow for me. I am intrigued by the season that they held, and I'm wondering if you all think that the pandemic plan that they put in place ultimately worked out for both baseball and the fans. Nate, how about you start us off with your opinion? Well, I mean, as you guys all know now, we're in the postseason, and I have to say the MLB has done a phenomenal job. And right now we're in the World Series Finals with Dodgers leading 3-2 over the Rays. With one to two games left, I think it's very likely that the MLB will be able to finish their season. And I personally think that the MLB and the NBA, in a way, looked out in terms of timing. I mean, although these both of the seasons were postponed, both the MLB and the NBA will be able to finish their games without the possibility of playing through a second wave. So I think knowing that um, it should be very comforting for both the teams and owners. That's fair. Sydney, what are your thoughts on it? I agree with Nate. I am amazed because the MLB basically keeps continuing their streak of no new positive positive COVID tests. Um, They're on about 54 more or less games. I mean, 54 more or less days without COVID. So I believe the postseason bubble is working and they can get through this World Series without any positive cases. Jake, what's your opinion? I mean, I have to give them credit, honestly. They kicked it off probably as terribly as they could with multiple teams having breakouts, having to play, you know, 10 games in seven days for some of the teams down the stretch just to get to 60 games. But here we are. They didn't, you know, completely collapse, and they showed every other league what not to do. Yeah. Do you think, had I asked you this question last March, would you have thought that it was smart for them? To start off the season or no? Just because of all the uncertain uncertainty, do you think it was inherently necessary for them to jump into a season at that time? I would say absolutely not. Um, as mentioned in our previous podcast, I do not think I wasn't a fan of these leagues basically playing because of the risk, um, but they definitely did pull it off and I could say they shocked me. Sydney, do you think because it's a non-contact sport do you think that makes because I know we've talked about NFL and like NBA and those players are all close to each other when they're playing but with the distance that baseball players typically have between each other on the field do you think that that makes a difference in that thought process I feel like they that may have helped um I would have been more of a fan of someone playing baseball than I would have someone playing basketball or football um however you have to take take into consideration that they aren't only catching COVID on the field. It's a matter of people going home, going out, and getting COVID in these different areas and different spaces rather than just being on the field and spreading it. Yeah, I think that's true. I did see something, though. I forget what I was reading. There was something about one of the teams, though, like literally banished one of their players because he, like, didn't follow the protocols that the team had, and they're like, nah, like, don't come back. You, you weren't listening. What about you, uh, Jake? Do you think that 
you would have had a different perspective on it back then? I mean, if you're asking me in March about a, you know, late July, early August start, I would have said, sure. Like, you've got four months, you can come up with a plan. MLS did it, NBA did it, NHL did it. Like, every other league put together a bubble. Watching baseball decide they were going to travel around, go to airports, all that fun stuff, I would have, you know, questioned why they didn't follow anyone else's, uh, you know, plans that they had put together. But I would have said, sure, you know, you've got four months. You've got plenty of time to figure it out. Yeah, Nate, do you have any other thoughts on that or pretty much the same thing? Pretty much the same thing. I mean, I didn't think that the MLB would be able to finish the season because they're also playing without the protection of the bubble. And they also had the um, scare with the Miami Marlins and the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. But um, I think that they handled the situation quite well. And with the introduction, with the introduction of the new postseason format, I think the fans really loved it. Yeah, I think one of the big things for me, and like when I was reading some articles for tonight's podcast, and I was reading about how successful they were, and they were talking about how they were so, so, so successful because they had the ability to test so rapidly and get results back and then like have no transmission amongst players and amongst teams and stuff like that. So then from an ethical perspective, do you guys think it's right to have these celebrity athletes have access to rapid testing when us, I guess, common folk, non-celebrity athletes have to pay like a bunch of money and sometimes we have to wait like some long amount of time, even though we may need them for school or work, but just because they're athletes and for entertainment, they get tested right away, like almost every day. Do you think that's right? I mean, it's like a 50-50. You're, you know, we're paying them to be our entertainment. We're paying them to, you know, kind of go out, put their lives on the line so that we can have some semblance of normalcy. We're asking them to travel around the country or at least go to a bubble just so we can sit at home at night and, you know, turn on a baseball game or a football game. So I'd put them kind of... did we ask them? A lot of people did, like... I mean, you have Donald Trump going out and saying, I brought the Big Ten back. So, like, we do have, you know, the president on record saying he asked college football to return. And I know a lot of people on both sides of the aisle who were ready for college football, who were ready for baseball to come back. So, like, while they may not be the level of, you know, the first responders, they are still above, you know, those of us who can just sit at home and work, you know, on our laptops and our living rooms. We don't have to go anywhere except maybe to get groceries, assuming Whole Foods doesn't deliver them for you. Yeah, true. Anyone else? Uh, I think that question is kind of tricky because it's, I don't want to put these athletes on a pedestal to the point where, oh, they can get it right away. But it's like that's kind of how society has been working. Um, I'm not even sure if all first responders are getting tests every day and get notified like that so that's why I'm like oh that's a little bit of a loaded question you have to unfold a lot of different questions to figure out that one yeah I think when I when I was coming up with that question I was just thinking of it because some writer had mentioned how like they literally were praising the fact that they could get tests so fast and then you just realize like there's such a lack of resources in other parts of the world. So it's like, okay, yeah, there's some group of people who really wanted sports to come back, but there's a bunch of people who are struggling through this time who like maybe teams could have instead donated some money to somewhere else and like gotten tests out to everyone else instead of just giving it to their players so that they could 
get 60 out of 160 some games in over the last couple of months, which is, I don't know, like you said, it's a loaded mm-hmm. question, Sydney, but I think it is an interesting thing to think yeah. about. Um, yeah, I mean, now you start getting into were... like, the political side of like, why didn't the states, why didn't the federal government, you know, do more, yeah. do this, do that. So there's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. COVID related conversations tend <laughs> to be like that. Um, I do think, I mean, Nate mentioned the NBA and we talked about Jake. I think you mentioned the bubbles briefly for a second. And I think that the non-contact sport being a part of it also comes into play. But the MLB definitely did a lot. Um, compared to college sports in terms of having like set regulations and protocols that was pretty much unanimous across the teams that they all followed versus like college football doesn't have to release any information, which we talked about one week. Um, So do you think that there's stuff as a society, like do you think we should look into those protocols and regulations that they used and transfer them to the real world since they were so successful in a non-bubble world? Like Jake, you said they were traveling all across the country. Do you think that there's stuff we could learn from them? I mean, yeah, wear, your, wear a mask on a plane. <laughs> I've flown from, you know, to Denver and back over the summer back in July. So like you can definitely do it, not catch anything as far as I could tell. The big thing is just, you know, don't be dumb wash your hands, wear a mask, take your precautions. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Do you think so? Like just the strictness that they had with it, you think that's a major factor of it, the basic stuff, but they just heavily enforced it. I think the strictness and the fact that, you know, again, the special uh, abilities that pro sports teams have, they can take charter flights. They can, you know, get away from the general population if need be in ways that the common traveler can't. But at the same time, yeah. like you're going to be traveling with, you know, 50 some of your closest buddies if you're on a football team. And that's still a lot of potential for someone to come into contact with someone else. True. Um, so we talked about all the good. Do we think that there's any bad do we think there's anything that didn't work out for them I like like I said I'm not an avid baseball fan so I wasn't following along in the beginning there was that big breakout was there anything that you guys noticed that was a big standout that they could have done differently or are we pretty much across the board like oh good job I think it was an oh good job all across the board I feel like they definitely had some challenges and I read one article where the commissioner was even saying basically we aren't going to quit we're going to have this season go on um no matter what so that's that attitude was it was a little bit risky but it kind of worked out for him in his favor um i feel like everyone's going to have trials and tribulations throughout this pandemic and they just handled theirs the best way they know how yeah, I think my biggest thing at the start was just the fact that every other league at the time was doing a bubble and baseball was just, just you know, they were going to travel around the East Coast for the Eastern teams, the center of the country for the Central, West Coast, rather than like at the very least setting up three distinct bubbles. That kind of looked like a money grab to me, like, you know, we can't have fans now, but let's keep the travel happening so that in September – maybe we can have fans. And now here we are in the playoffs and they've been in a bubble the whole time. So like, was the travel worth it? Mm-hmm. Maybe for some teams that got fans in the stands, but for others, 
I don't think any Phillies games had anyone there. Yeah. Nathan, do you have any final thoughts on that one? Yeah, I mean, as much as we didn't want, like, COVID to happen, I felt that the pandemic, in a way, was kind of a good test to see how leagues and organizations responded to the outbreak. And in a way, it's good for teams to have, like, a backup plan to um, keep their um, minds calm and just know that they're good with a backup plan if they ever need to play a game during an outbreak like this. Yeah. All valid points. I think, I mean, overall, the kind of message of this podcast was the same amongst all of us. Like, they were successful. They did good things. Maybe they could have done some things differently, but it seems to be working out now. Um, But, yeah, I don't really think there's much else to talk about on the topic. So, have a good night. All right. Peace out, guys.